This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovince, and this is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. I'm joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, last week uh, we dove deep into the life and career of Giordano Ventura, uh, his untimely death. Uh, it really shook up the Royals, shook up their fan base, and uh, it, it's still a lot to process, but uh, there was some communal grieving going on last week. Uh, we saw the images of, of Royals players in the Dominican Republic, you know, holding his cassett, very, uh, you know, very, very touching images there. And, of course, there was a memorial service in Kansas City as well. You got to attend the, uh, the Kansas City service. Just what were some of your takeaways from, from being at that event? Yeah, it was really a, a really moving ceremony, a private ceremony just for the players and uh, members of the organization. I, you know, I think a little quick crowd, crowd count was about 300 people packed into uh, this ballroom in, in uh, downtown Kansas City. And very well done. Uh, a lot of speakers, you know, players, Danny Duffy, Eric Hosmer, uh, just about every member of the front office who touched Giordano's life uh, spoke. And, of course, uh, Dave Isla and Ned Yost. There were a lot of tears, um, a lot of uh, some humorous stories, too, because Giordano certainly was a, was a man who could make people laugh, too, by the way he dressed sometimes and uh, just his stubbornness and all that. So it was a celebration of life, and that's certainly what it was. And, um, you know, it was, it was coupled with uh, Fan Fest last weekend, which – certainly took on a different tone from previous years where it's all optimistic and, you know, thinking about spring training was less than two weeks away. And uh, it sort of had a somber tone to that, too. But I also um, I saw some healing, too, which, you know, obviously is one of the stages of grieving. You get to that point. And uh, as the weekend wore on, you know, I saw a lot of uh, tears being replaced by smiles and, you know, just trying to remember, you know, the good times with Giordano. And uh, I think as a city, as an organization, uh, you know, I, I do see some healing as they move forward, uh, uh, and now we've got to get back into the baseball decisions. Yeah, they'll be healing together. Uh, it'll be a process uh, throughout spring training, I'm sure throughout the season. Um, but the good news is uh, spring training is right around the corner, and, and these guys will be back together to, to grieve together and to uh, plan together and, and, and to move on together. You know, one question that's come up is how do they fill that void of your Donald Ventura's rotation spot? It's obviously a huge hole. Uh, it sounds like Dayton Moore suggests that the, the first inclination is to do so internally. Uh, who are some of the candidates internally who, who might step into that rotation spot? Well, I think the number one candidate is going to be Chris Young, um, who's coming off a, a pretty dreadful season. But, you know, I don't, you know, Dayton remembers the season before that when he called Chris Young the MVP. And, and they've talked many, many times about Chris having a full off season, getting into his routine, his, his workout routine, um, all the things he does to prepare for a season. So they're expecting him to bounce back. And then you're going to need some young guys. You know, Dayton talked to me about, uh, you know, some of these young guys stepping up. And, you know, first and foremost, we, we talk about this guy every single year, Kyle Zimmer. You know, he's the guy who, you know, for years has had the best stuff in the organization but just can't stay healthy. 
Uh, he had the uh, thoracic uh, outlet syndrome surgery last last year. He's fully recovered from that. He uh, uh, expects to compete for a job uh, in spring training. The Royals would really love for him to step up and possibly grab a, a final spot in rotation or at least be a bullpen guy to start out with. Uh, they've been hoping that for many years, so uh, maybe this is the year finally for, for Kyle. Uh, and then maybe another candidate uh, could be a Matt Strom, who you know I've, I've talked to you about many times, uh, being targeted for the bullpen because they, they, they've lost some bullpen guys. They really need a shutdown guy in the bullpen, and he was that last year. But obviously circumstances have changed, and you know I think he'll get a good look. Uh, he's been training in the offseason. Uh, I talked to him at FanFest to, to be a starter, so it'll be easier to transition from a starter to a reliever uh, in terms of your off-season workout. So um, I, I think he'll compete for a job, too. And then there's always a surprise or two in spring training. Ned Yost talked about that, too. So uh, we'll wait to see on that. I, I don't think there's much on the free agent market right now. Uh, they've been linked to Jason Hamill, but I don't think that's going to be a price fit for them. They weren't really thrilled about the free agent market when the, when the off-season began, and I think they're less than thrilled now, too, as, it, as it's thinned out. So... And, of course, there's also an opportunity to maybe make a trade, too. Uh, that's a possibility during spring. But uh, Dayton seemed pretty confident when I talked to him that he'll be able to somehow fill that position. But you're right, it's, it's a pretty big hole to fill. Uh, what's the status of Mike Miner? He was signed about a year ago uh, this time, that two-year deal. And I know the hope there was you know, he could be healthy and, and eventually contribute within the, the, the span of that contract. But this guy hasn't pitched in the big league since 2014. Yeah, he's, uh, he went through another tough season last year. Uh, had several setbacks, and uh, uh, they're talking more about him as a bullpen guy than a starter right now. Uh, of course, that could change throughout the season, but right now, uh, if he's healthy going into spring training, um, they would certainly like him to step up and, and be a bullpen addition. All right, well, a, a, a spot of a little more certainty uh, now is designated hitter. Uh, we've heard word that the Royals and Brandon Moss have agreed to a two-year deal. This is a guy who's for the Royal market you know, evolved and, and that game of musical chairs, as, as Dayton Moore likes to put it, uh, it really worked out in teams' favor where there's just more bats than, than spots available. Um, so, so here's a guy who, uh, you know, price point made sense for the Royals, and uh, obviously they had some bats to, to give up at the DH spot. Yeah, it, it, it deepens their lineup. Um, you know, he's a guy that hit 28 home runs last year. Uh, I think there are some concerns, though. You know, he hit 225 overall, had a horrible uh, – September last year. It was doing pretty good up until September and then just, you know, fell off the table. But uh, he's always had good numbers at Kauffman Stadium. Hit, hit, in 17 games there, he's hit over 300 and uh, hit three homers. Of course, hit two homers in that wild card game. And for some reason, he's, he's just sees the ball very well there. Um, and he'll step right into the DH role. I don't know if he'll be a full-time DH. His numbers against lefties are uh, a little bit hideous, uh, so uh, but they certainly have a lot of right-handed options with Chester Cuthbert, Paul Orlando, and you know maybe uh, Solaire gets a, a taste at, at DH too. Uh, Sal Perez maybe gets a day off, so I think it'll, it's not going to be the floating DH the plan that they've talked about all off season, but um, it, it'll still be kind of a platoon, I think. Uh, but Moss will give them uh, some certainly some great at bats against right-handed pitching. Um, which he can dominate. Yeah, absolutely. It just seems like, in general, the Royals are, are going more to a, a power mindset in their lineup and, and probably out of lack of better options. I mean, speed is, is a hard thing to acquire in this game. You know, they used to have a lineup that was more oriented around speed than power, of course, uh, when they first reached the playoffs in 2014, and it seems like maybe kind of going the other way. You know, you, you lose a Gerard, a Gerard Dyson in a trade. 
Um, you, you sign Moss, you trade for Jorge Soler. We might see a little more uh, boom from the Royals' bats this season. Yeah, and, and I, you know, we've talked a little bit about that narrative before that the Royals are kind of changing from this, you know, all-speed, all-defense team. Uh, but I, I will argue that, you know, Moss is eventually replacing Kendris Morales. It wasn't exactly a speed sure. demon either. And <laughs> Jorge Soler is really a pretty good athlete uh, overall. Uh, he's just not, you know, refined defensively and, and maybe not a great base dealer. But, you know, as Dayton and his staff have pointed out several times is, this team's pretty knee-deep in speed. I mean, you still have Billy Burns, you have Terrence Gore, you have Paulo Orlando. It's not like they're suddenly going to get slow out there. Um, you know, Whit Merrifield's another guy who could, you know, grab the second base spot, and he's got a lot of speed too. So uh, I think you're still going to see a very active, athletic team, and uh, they may have a little bit more pop with Soler in the outfield, but um, they'll probably have this about the same pop they will have had at DH the last couple of years. Maybe not as much as Kendrick's because Kendrick's can really, you know, hit from both sides of the plate. But um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be dramatically changed in terms of an all-power lineup suddenly. All right, there you have it, the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us as he does each and every week. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.